Good morning. It is me. I am Anaya. And this is For His Glory. A podcast where I will be just taking you through like my study sessions with God. Sharing my revelations. Sharing what I think while I'm reading certain scriptures. And sharing what God tells me about the thoughts that I have while reading those certain scriptures so for the first 12 videos if god has me go in that order it's simply just 12 days that i spent time with god and as i wrote down my thoughts he would literally give me the answer through his word so that is what we will be going over um i pray that this is fun for you as it is fun for me i enjoy reading the bible i enjoy the books of the bible the greatest stories happens in the Bible. And I'm not just saying that because I'm saved, but because y'all, it'd be some really good stuff going on in the Bible. And if I didn't have a topic for today, we would definitely be off topic because I can go on and on about, because I was just talking to my, anyways, let's be on topic. So today's conversation was actually sparked by um, a phone call between my friend and I and God had disrupted the call because he was like you know Anaya go and talk about that on your podcast girl I have been telling you to go and y'all I was waiting on God to give me a full blueprint because I didn't feel ready enough I didn't feel like I was at a point to whereas I had all of the wisdom and all of the understanding but I've recorded this video about four to five times and there was always something that I was like mm, god I don't know if I should say that or it like is that what you want me to say is this a tone in which well, I'm just going to be myself um I'm going to allow God to correct me if there is something that I say wrong he will correct me and I will learn to get back on here and say that I was wrong period but as you can see by today's title, we will be talking about marriage. Now, marriage is such a, a interesting topic. It's so interesting, especially with today's society and what me and my friend were talking about before I started to tell my spiel on what God told me was there are so many videos talking about your husband is coming and your husband is your man, your man, your man, your man, this, your man, that. And... Um, well, you can already see by the title. No, I think I'm going, yeah, I think what I'm going to do in the title is trick y'all a little bit, but I could just say it now. Nope, I'm going to wait. <laughs> Anywho, so, um, let me start. So, it started off, this teaching started off where I just woke up and I just felt so appreciative of God and his mercy. I felt like nine times out of ten, there was something that I did yesterday that deserved for me to die. Something that I did that deserved the death penalty. Something that I did that should have been unforgivable. But because of who he is, I'm alive. He woke me up to go and spread the gospel he woke me up to go about my day oh, I was so I was so grateful y'all if I get on here and start crying don't laugh at me <laughs> but I was so grateful for just who he is and um what was really on my heart was that his mercies are new every morning so I thought of the song and I asked God like God where is this in your word 
and I open my Bible. It opens to Isaiah 54, and I read Isaiah 54. And y'all, that's not in Isaiah 54. So now I'm just like, God, you have done this for me before. Like, I'll ask you a question, you'll answer me. Like, what's going on? So I went to go look on Google, and it said Lamentations 3. And so I'm like, okay. So I go and read Lamentations 3. And under, on Google, under the people also ask, it said Isaiah 54. So now I'm in awe. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you hurt me. Now, I may have been asking for something specific and you answered me in a different way, but you heard me. You knew exactly what I needed to see. So I, he needed me to read Isaiah 54. So after I read Isaiah 54, y'all, like I said previously, I started off reading Lamentations 3. I had never read, I never finished Isaiah as a book period I had never read Lamentations so for any of you who has read Isaiah who has read Lamentations and pay attention to the order so the order God had me read it in was I read Lamentations first and then I read Isaiah but in the order of the Bible Isaiah is first and then there's Lamentations that is really important so keep that as my, in mind as this video is going forth but yes so I was just like okay God what, what is going on here? So as I began to read the two and make sense of it, I had the biggest, like, revelation. It just hit me, like, immediately. Y'all, these two chapters that God had led me to intention intentionally and specifically, like, I wasn't, he could have led me to Isaiah 52. He could have led me to Lamentations 1. But no, he led me to specifically Isaiah 54 and Lamentations 3. And I'm about to read to y'all why I am so, like, rowdy about this because it is so good. So Isaiah 54 starts off by saying, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. So the Holy Spirit led me to look up the word barren. Then I remember reading in Lamentations 3.11, and it says, He turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. So I looked up the synonym for barren, y'all, and it's desolate. I hope y'all get it where I'm going with this. So Lamentations 3.3 says, Surely against me is he turned. He turneth his hand against me all the day. And Isaiah 54.7 says, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee, y'all. And it does not stop there. But I did want, I, I made a side note because in my thinking, like I said, we're going to be talking about just my time with God and what happens and the thoughts that I have. And so in my thinking, I kind of was like, God, what about that scripture that says you would never leave us nor forsake us? Why are you saying that, you know? For a little while have I forsaken you. That's impossible because, you know, I, that scripture is what came to mind. And God had really pressed on me previously to read the Bible in context. The words before it makes so much sense. The words afterward make so much sense. So I'll, I go to Deuteronomy. I don't remember exactly where it was. But in this context, the Lord was telling Moses and the people, excuse me, Moses and the people that it is okay to go into this new territory because I'm going to be with you. Don't fear. I will not leave you nor forsake you. 
So I'm like, okay. I read the context of that, and I kind of was like, oh, well, God, does that mean that you could leave me or you could forsake me? And he led me to Psalm 37, and it says, I've been young and I've been old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor see begging bread. And in verse 28, it says, for for the Lord, Lord loves judgment and forsaketh not his saints. And I wrote in my notes, who were the saints? Question mark. Those that walk righteously, those that walk according to his will and his purpose, those that walk after Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but we, we know what righteous means through Jesus Christ. And it made me feel a lot better. I was like, OK, you're not going to leave me nor forsake me because I am walking righteously under Jesus Christ. So let's get back to Lamentations and Isaiah. Um so Lamentations 3.17 says, I forgot prosperity. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 says, Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy inhabitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand, and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. So this man is saying, and mind you, okay, Lamentations is the weeping prophet. It is Jeremiah, and he's crying out to God. And Isaiah, which is another prophet, he is prophesying that, Baby, the Lord is about to stretch forth your gates more than you can handle. After, you know, Jeremiah is lamenting and saying he don't even know what prosperity is. So, y'all, to my surprise, like, this was getting good. It was getting so good. Limitations 3, 46 to 47 says, All of our enemies have opened their mouths against us. Fear and a snare has come upon us. Desolations and destructions. Isaiah 54, 4 says, Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. 54.17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Pay attention to this, guys. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is in Isaiah. And I'm going to rewind in case you missed it. In Lamentations, it says, All of our enemies have opened their mouths against us. And God's response to that, well, I'm sorry, I'm talking with my hands. And God's response to that was, In every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn y'all this is the last note that i wrote at the end of lamentations jeremiah is saying his tears and his crying is their music and at the beginning of isaiah god is saying sing O barren because i'm about to enlarge your territory don't be ashamed or confounded and forget the shame of your youth that's my quick summary, y'all. That's not what it, word for word. But, wow. Wow. You know? And you might be a little confused. Like, okay, Anaya, that is really good. That's amazing. I'm glad that God shows up for you like that. But what does that have to do with the title of this video? I asked God the same thing. I said, you know, what is going on here? What are you trying to tell me through this, God? And... It took two days, I would say. And after reading this, God led me to Hosea. And if you have not already read Hosea and you are interested with the topic of this video, you need to read it. Point blank period. You need to read it. It is amazing. It, it is powerful toward this topic. It eats down. But what stuck out to me in Hosea was Hosea 2 verses i think it may be 14 to 18 
Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence in the valley of Agar for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai and shalt call me no more Bali. For I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And in that day will I make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven and with creeping things of the ground. And I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth and will make them to lie down safely. And I will betroth thee unto me forever. Ye, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness, and thou shalt know the Lord. If you don't know what betroth mean, guys, it means to wed, to marry. So, okay, I'm like, okay, God, all of this is about marriage. You are talking to me about marriage, but what exactly are you saying? I get on YouTube, y'all. I kid you not. The first video I see is what this video will be about. So this is what I'm telling you. The Lord is your husband. LOL. Cringy. LOL. But yes, the Lord is your husband. And so I click on a video because, you know, I'm still like, mm, you know, maybe because I'd be real skeptical of who I watch. I've never watched this girl before. And if God had not sent me to Hosea, I probably wouldn't have watched the video. But y'all, as I read the comments to the video, one of the comments said, yeah, God had me read Isaiah 54. Child, I almost flipped my head. Like, I'm like, wow, God, you are saying something. And as I sat and I really thought about it, what came to me specifically was the order in which God had given me. But before I talk about the order, Let's talk about something I missed in Isaiah 54. When I was reading initially in Isaiah 54, I not read where it says the Lord of um, for thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. We just read in Hosea about redemption. The Lord just said he will betroth us to him in Hosea. And in Isaiah, he is saying thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. So what really stuck out to me was the order in which God had me read it in. And so after sitting with him for a little bit, I realized that I have been crying. We have been crying, begging, pleading and whining about something that God has already given us. If I only read Isaiah first, I would know the promises of God that the prophet is crying out for in Lamentations. And I think oftentimes we are crying to God when he has already told us he is our husband. He has already told us he is our redeemer. He has already told us that the one that you are crying for is him. Now, so I know that hearing that the Lord is your husband may not be what you want to hear right now. But listen, I had to think about the reasons why I wanted a husband. And this included making a list. And I encourage you to read Hosea 
and to also make a list of the things that you desire in a husband. And I'm not talking about the fleshly desires. You want to have sex. Mm, okay. I'm not talking about his height. I'm not talking about any of that. But there are things like security. You want to feel protected. There are things like provision. There are things like um, you want to go on dates. You, those things. Write those things down. And as I took a mental note of all of these things, I realized that God himself can do, will do, and has been doing those exact things that I have been begging for a husband to do. So the order in that was so crucial because God had to have me realize like you are begging for something that I have already spoke about. You are begging for something that is already here that I've been told you. It was so good, guys. And in my list, I know that I there were a lot of things that I just did not want God to give me yet because I was like, you know, I'll store this when I'm married. I don't want you to give me a house with multiple rooms and because I'm not going to feel safe. I will want my husband there to protect me when God is my protector or God, I want to go on dates. And y'all have a quick testimony about that. Um, this was after God told me he was my husband. And I was like, okay, well, take me and my child on a date. Like, let's go out. And we had planned for like a week. And I told God I wanted to go to a specific place. The night before, he tells me to go somewhere else. It's Chuck E. Cheese, to be exact. I agree immediately. But I'm like, God, you know, I hate Chuck E. Cheese. Like, it's awful. Everybody's sick there. It'd be too many kids running around like, my kid don't even like kids like that. No, I'm just playing. But, yeah, there there were so many, like, concerns. But when I got there, there was a lady, and she was leaving out as I was paying for everything. My car, guys, by nothing but the glory of God, and this is something that I left out the other videos that the Holy Spirit is bringing back to my mind. My car, the lady did pay for my stuff. But my car did not go through. So another lady comes up, not even knowing that my car didn't go through or anything like that. Because my cash app, I'd be locking it. But it didn't go through because I forgot to unlock it. And honestly, that may not, I'm not even going to say why it didn't go through. I don't even think I used that card. I think I used a different card anyways. It, the Holy Spirit is the reason why that card did not go through. The lady came, another lady, she's the manager there. And she says, honey, you're not paying for anything. She makes my total to zero dollars. She makes my total to zero dollars, guys. So for y'all that's like, Chuck G's not even that expensive, baby. Anything over $40 for just one person and a child who can't even eat a whole pizza, that's expensive. So I sat in Chuck E. Cheese and I cried. Because God took me on this date. He chose where we should go and he paid for it. And what is so funny is there was only three families there. The place was practically empty around 3, 4 p.m. And it was like the favor of God was just in that place because it was this little boy who he didn't have enough tickets and I volunteered to buy. Because I'm like, I didn't pay for anything, God. The least I can do is bless somebody else. I volunteered to buy his toy. Um, and the lady was telling him like, Hey honey, you don't have any tickets. You don't have enough. So after I volunteered y'all, she gave whatever the boy wanted to him for free. 
I seen the glory of God in, in, in that place. Like it was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. So yes, he takes you on dates. Yes. He is security. Yes. He is provision. He's a provider. He, he paid for everything. Like he, he wants to do those things for you. He desires to do those things for you. And I think once we look past the fleshly desires that we have, and majority of it is y'all just want to have sex. And that's between you and God. But when you look past those things and you are really desiring a husband, and you sit and you realize, it helps you realize that you're desiring a husband to replace God. You want somebody physical to do the things that God is already doing in your life. And I had to be taught that he will never Give me his precious daughter, the one who he has plans for, the one that he loves. Give me a husband that is going to cause me to live in sin, that is going to cause me to live in idolatry because now I'm worshiping him. Now I'm going to him for comfort. Now I'm going to him to feel safe. Now I'm going to him to pay for everything. Now I'm going to him for advice. And I think something we all say, yeah, I want a kingdom man to lead me, to to pour into me. Baby, oh, I'm sorry. God pours into you. God leads you. He is leading. So, yes, guys, the Lord is your husband. Your maker is your husband. Enjoy him. Enjoy him. Let him love you. Let him spoil you. Let him let him surprise you. Let him give you the things that you are too afraid to ask for it because, baby, me, I'm asking for a coach bag for Valentine's Day. I'm going to let y'all know if I get it, too. And God will literally provide you with the money to go and buy it. And that be the thing, y'all, I really struggle with when I ask for something, God gives me the money. I'll be like, mm, you sure you want me to spend this money on that? You know, I can, I can give it to something else. I can do something else with it. But, y'all, he wants to love you like that. We are his children, but the body of Christ we are also his bride we are the bride my man my man my man like we are the bride guys so I love you I hope you learned something from this even if you learn absolutely nothing I really hope that you take away going to go read Hosea and making a list of the things that you desire in a husband and checking off all of the things that God can do, will do, and has been doing in your life. Um, I also honestly advise y'all to go back and fact check me. I read from Isaiah 54. I read from Lamentations 3. And there's also a piece of Deuteronomy. If you guys remember where I reference, go and read that too. But that is all. I don't know how I'm going to end these podcasts. So I'm just going to say... Bye. Bye. See you guys next morning.